You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 58 of the PharmD Money Podcast. My name is Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. One of the biggest questions I get periodically from clients and prospects alike is, did I do the appropriate thing when I bought this annuity a while ago? Or I've been presented with the opportunity to buy this annuity and I heard annuities are bad. What should I do? Or finally, I have a friend who works for an insurance company and he told me that This annuity product is exactly what I need, and I'm seriously considering taking advantage of it. Do you think it's appropriate for my situation? And the answer to all those questions really depends on what your specific financial situation looks like and what you're hoping to get out of an annuity product. And I think the worst thing you can do is listen to a lot of the outside noise that could potentially influence your decision before you answer those specific questions first. So in this podcast episode, we're going to talk a little bit about annuities, what they are and how people should look at them and value them as they use them as a potential option within their investment portfolio or within their own financial planning. So to begin, annuities are insurance contracts. So when a lot of people think of insurance, their mind usually goes to life insurance because that's an easy concept to grasp. You essentially enter into a contract with an insurance company, and if you pass away, whoever is listed as a beneficiary receives a lump sum of money, depending on what you agreed upon, at your death, tax-free, known as life insurance money. And you also know that there are stipulations that are in place inside that contract that could either avoid the life insurance company's obligation to provide that life insurance money or not. Your obligation as the insured is to make sure that that premium gets paid on time, systematically, for however long you have agreed to pay that premium with the life insurance company when that contract was set up. So annuities are essentially the same thing, but there isn't a lump sum of money that the life insurance company is providing. Instead, what usually happens is the life insurance company is providing some sort of guarantee. And that guarantee can come in one of two different ways usually. And I know there's a lot of variability when it comes to annuities, but I have found that there's usually one of two guarantees that are at play when annuities are presented to clients as a potential investment option. And the first one when it comes to guarantees is income. So when annuities were created a long time ago, it started when People had a need for income and they didn't want to have the risk of pulling too much out themselves out of their own portfolio while trying to invest, investing it and taking that risk of doing so. So they decided we'd rather give it to an insurance company and in return that insurance company is contracted in, they are legally obligated to pay us a stream of income for a specific period of time. For a lot of people that is over their lifetime. And what that did is it severely decreased the risk of those people running out of money. Essentially, it was like Social Security, where you pay into this annuity contract, whether it's through systematic payments over a long period of time, or it's one giant lump sum payment, and in return, the annuity company is going to pay you a stream of income for the rest of your life, 
or for a specific period. And that, in essence, is a fantastic deal. Because more likely than not, if you live a long, long time, the annuity company is going to pay you out more than you could essentially take yourself if you were to manage that sum of money on your own and make distributions to yourself from that because of different things like mortality credits. So when annuities were first created, those incomes were extremely valuable and they still are right now. But a lot of people don't think of income when it comes to annuities because of all the variation that has built upon the initial simple income annuity contracts that were created a long time ago. And that brings me to the second part of an annuity or the second piece of value that an annuity brings for a lot of people. And that is some sort of volatility control. An annuity company can tell you that, hey, if you put money into our investment product and you hold it inside this investment product for a specific period of time, we can guarantee you that you won't lose any money or we can guarantee you that no matter what happens, you are always going to get X. And X is usually some specific dollar amount or some specific rate of return inside that contract. So again, this is great for people who are very, very risk adverse, who don't want the probability of losing money associated with their investment portfolio. So they will gladly hand over their money to an annuity company for a specific period of time, knowing that they're going to get those guarantees in return. So those are the two big ones. It's income and volatility control from what I have seen. Usually that sparks people's interest in wanting to purchase an annuity. And then that leads us to the second question. Well, are annuities bad because they have been getting a bad rap? And we'll get into why here shortly. I think they've been getting a bad rap, but from an is an annuity bad standpoint, I would say no, because it usually accomplishes two very important things for people. If those are the things people want to accomplish to begin with, and that is it eliminates the risk of longevity risk. It eliminates the risk of you outliving your money because essentially when you buy an income annuity, that income annuity is put in place to be there for the rest of your life. And it can do that in a very, very profitable way for you because of mortality credits where insurance companies have a really good idea that if they get a bunch of money from a bunch of different people and group you into one big group, because of the law of large numbers, they can really get a good idea of that group of people who's going to die early and who's going to live a long time. And then they can price out how much they pay you in return for receiving those dollars in that income stream to that group of people, knowing that a specific amount of those people are going to die shortly and they won't have to pay out as much to those people. And they also know that others will live longer than they expected. And those mortality credits, the money collected from the people who died early can get paid out to those other people. And that's the kind of leverage from a mortality credit standpoint that investors can't get on their own. And insurance companies can provide that to people because of the law of large numbers and because of the actuaries who are very, very good at predicting who is going to pass away early and who isn't and allocating those dollars of people who aren't in need of those longer income streams because they did die early and giving them to the others who live for a longer period of time. And if that's why you buy an annuity, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think they should be used more in that regard. It's just that annuities get sold outside of that initial value add. And I think that's where people end up getting burned. And let me give you an example is annuities are specifically tied to 
a financial advisor's compensation if they work on commission. If they're not able to sell an annuity product, specifically if they work inside of an insurance company, if they're not able to sell an annuity product, they don't get paid. And if they're able to sell that annuity product, they get paid and they probably get paid more and better by selling that annuity product than they do any other investment product that they have access to. So there is conflict of interest of doing what's best for a client and making sure that you also get paid when you're a financial advisor. And I know a lot of advisors will go, well, I'm an ethical person. There's no way I'd ever do that. And I believe them, but you do what you get paid in the end. And if you get paid on commission, chances are there's going to be that conflict. There's going to be that little push to sell this product and not really do a deep dive in other stuff because you know this product is suitable for the client and you're also going to get paid best when they make this purchase. And usually the products that pay advisors best are not income related. They're more variable annuity related where you have investments inside the actual annuity contract and they usually lock people's money up for a longer period of time. And the people who buy those products aren't aware of or sure if they actually even need those guarantees that most annuities offer that we talked about in the beginning, which are income and volatility control. Where a lot of people end up purchasing these annuities because of all these bells and whistles that were shown to them. And in reality, they actually probably don't need any of them, won't take advantage of any of them. So what they just purchase for a long period of time is a very, very expensive investment product, which if that's why you're buying an annuity, you should really think twice because there are far more efficient investment vehicles out there to purchase. So just be aware that if you get presented with an annuity, don't all of a sudden throw your arms up and go, no, 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 I'm not going to pay attention. But first, understand if your situation can become or can be benefited by the one of two things that I think are most valuable inside of an annuity, which are income and volatility control or risk management control. If it isn't, or those two items are presented during the sales process of that annuity, you might want to get a second opinion or think twice about making that purchase. So there it is. When it comes to annuities, follow this short guideline when it comes to making your decision on whether you should proceed with it or not. If you're looking for more information about myself or the podcast, feel free to visit farmdfp.com. If you have any questions for the podcast, feel free to email podcast at farmdfp.com with any questions you'd like me to talk about in future episodes. Thank you all for joining me today. And until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.